Welcome back, 2019 NMSDC Conference. We're excited to be here launching Procurement Innovation Radio with some of the brightest thought leaders in the country here. I'm very honored to have my next guest who happens to be the Assistant GM at Airport of Business Diversity of the largest and the best airport in the world, Jalal Slade. Thank you for joining us today. And the most efficient. And the most efficient. Jalal, thank you. I know this is a new role. I know you had a very, uh, we, we won't talk about your, your past role. We're going to talk about that at a previous time because we could be here for an hour talking about that Absolutely. role. But, you know, two months into your role, let me t tell me about your role, your responsibilities, and what you're doing with the airport. So, first, for Hartsville Jackson Atlanta International Airport, we want to say thank you for, for having us on, you know, giving us a platform to reach as many people as possible, you know, small contractors, uh, big businesses, uh, new businesses that have never done business at the uh, state's largest, the region's largest economic generator. So um, in my new role here as Assistant General Manager of Airport Business Diversity, my focus is very simple. It's to help uh, small businesses and new businesses uh, get an opportunity to, to start their business, grow their business at, at Hartsville-Jackson Airport. And our focus primarily is on the capital program. So for years, we've worked on you know, various you know, capital programs through the years, and they go over for you know, a decade or so. You know, we want to have you know, 30 35%, 40% you know, participation in, in, in various areas of business. And then, be honest with you, they would, they would go back and, and they would meet privately and they would say, so how are we going to do this? I don't even think we have <laughs> enough people to do this, right? Right. That is still the case, I can, I can tell you. Uh, whether it's engineering and ar architecture and engineering, whether it's uh, construction, whether it's specialty professional services, the Atlanta market, as you can imagine, is not enough just to yep. sustain, you know, all of the activity at the airport. And this is coupled with, in recent years, what you've seen with the development of the Mercedes-Benz Stadium, uh, SunTrust Park, you know, various, uh, you know, Fortune 500 uh, companies relocating to Atlanta. We have NCR downtown, you know, and so there's always been a need for additional support and suppliers, you know, for construction in Atlanta. I mean, Atlanta's one of those cities that continues to grow. Hopefully we'll withstand this pending potential recession as well. Yeah. What we do, is we start out, of course, with various events like this that give us an opportunity, you know, where sometimes people come to us because we just can't go on around the country all the time. And so, you know, we, we look to events like this. This is a huge event for Hartsville-Jackson uh, Airport to be able to uh, meet with a lot of different suppliers from around the country that are now here all in one place, and we get to meet them all in two or three days. We also, of course, meet with our airport, uh, you know, sisters and brothers who are go also going through capital programs and folks that are doing work uh, regionally, folks that are doing work in Florida, folks that are doing for, uh, work in North Carolina or, you know, even Alabama or, or, or Tennessee, and ask them to, you know, you know, come down, spend a couple hundred miles and come down and visit with us and, and see if this is something that, you know, if you want to expand your business, if this yeah. is the place where you want to go. So this is a constant effort for us. Uh, we have a, a small but very powerful team. Uh, Valerie Nesbitt here. Let me give Valerie a shout out. Valerie is a, a seasoned veteran for many Fortune 500 companies with supplier diversity. I'm very, you know, uh, honored to be working with Valerie here. And what we do is we constantly network with companies. We bring them in. We have uh, quarterly contractor roundtables to talk about, you know, barriers to entry. You know, how to partner, how to do business with the city. We do a lot of this training, you know, ourselves to just kind of get them ready. And then ultimately, it's, and then we ask them very, very, <laughs> very directly, we need you to perform. Yes. We need you to perform. We need you to be, you know, for all intents and purposes, 
you know, uh, under budget, you know, on time and under budget. And, you know, and then we work through the various nuances of, of partnering with JV yeah. partnerships and, you know, our contract compliance and the various, and the differences in the goals, many of them set by the FAA on the different trades and, and uh, you know, based on disparity studies that we, that we do every couple of years. And, and so applaud. it's a it's a constant effort. It's a constant effort. Oh, I applaud you, and uh, you do have a fantastic team. Valerie's fantastic, and tremendous amount of corporate experience. And I know Tyrone's on your team. You guys have you, Tyrone, you have a Gorham, great team right. uh, that has a tremendous amount of experience and corporate experience to, to help you succeed. But I know it's a challenge. You know, somebody who spent a lot of time in procurement in corporate America and understanding the challenges of finding that one area of construction and engineering, the barrier to entry, and trying to get them capital and try to get them finance and to get them to have that belief that, hey, there's going to be more ahead of you. So I, I really applaud your efforts. Now, what would you say if we sat here about a year from now and I look at you and go, what was success? Now, do what you know what? I was year? hoping that you would actually ask that question. So we, <laughs> we actually no, that have was a, not rehearsed. No, that was that was great. So what we have been working on is 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 very intuitive and very simple. There's there's four things that we really want to accomplish. The first thing is we want to see more small packages, right? We want to, we want small businesses. And when I say small business, I'm not just talking about female and minority businesses. Yeah. I'm talking about small businesses, all yeah. of them. We want to see more small packages because you're doing such big work yeah. that it's intuitive to see, hey, well, we'll just put out, you know, 10 or $20 million and then we'll let the primes go and pick the subs and, and let that whole thing just kind of organically, uh, you know, materialize. But what we find out is there's plenty of people that just want to be able to they don't want to have to go through the long, drawn-out process of working on a big project that may take two or three years. When their specialty, they'll be in and out in three months. Yeah. We want to be able to, to find work, ultimately, that gives them, you know, that's kind of more bite-sized to what they can do. So more small packages. The second thing is we want to see more new companies at the airport, right? Traditionally, there have been a lot of the, the, the main players, of course, who have done, you know, at this point, generations of work. Uh, with the capital program and the development of the airport. And so we want to see some new players. And I can tell you, I've been pleasantly surprised. I tell Valerie all the time, we're going out and we're meeting a lot of new companies. These are young people, younger than you and I, my friend. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> that are taking don't, that, don't let the gray that are, hair fool you. Hey, that are taking, they are taking that step forward at a very young age and deciding they want to be entrepreneurs and start their own business. And you know it's risky. Yeah. You know it's costly. And so, you know, we want to see more new companies come to the airport. We think that over time that we'll be able to grow and help grow and develop them. And then the third thing, of course, is visibility, right? So we want to be able to see what's coming in that 12 to 18-month time frame. Yeah. It's not enough to be able to see what's coming in the next three to six months. You know, 12 to 18 months is a good period, you know, if you're working on projects that take several months that you can really kind of see what's coming and align yourself because that consistency of work is really what helps build your bonding capacity and then the last thing which is internal to us is we want to get we want to get people paid faster ah. and you know small <laughs> you know contractors both the big contractors and the small contractors yeah. we want to figure out ways and we have some okay on how we can get them paid you, faster can you share your pay terms right now or is that totally well, off no the it's record? different things it's, yeah, it's, it's different know. ways and, it's, and it's all situational but that's yeah. that's i'm glad you asked that question you know, one of the things, and we did this corporate America, and I can speak from half. I partnered with J.P. Morgan Chase at a large beverage company, and focus was on supply chain financing. You know how you deal because in different barriers to entry, somebody can't take the 90-day pay, right? So you got to figure That's out that exactly way. Right. 
right. or 90 days or more. Yeah, exactly. One last thing that, I, that, no, I, please, please, that I'd like to share with you is, is to also give some perspective of the landscape of the capital program, the new capital program. Traditionally, and this is, this is the case all across America, you know, there's been a, a focus on parking decks. You know, people want to, you know, there's, and, you know, we're always going to rebuild our runways every, yeah. you know, 10 years or so. But there's been a, always been a focus on we're going to build more parking decks. Well, Uber and Lyft have just taken the entire war, world by storm. Um, and in some respects have changed the entire paradigm of how people get to the airport. And so, you know, at the same time, the airlines, you know, are starting to phase out generationally some of their aircraft where normally you would have and uh, you, may, you may put 130, 140 people on a plane. Now the new aircraft, we're talking about 180, 190. So an additional 30, 40, 50 people per flight because you can't really expand the airports as much. You have to just use the same gate, which means you have to have bigger gauge aircraft to move more people. And what they want to do, what we want to do, is to really now go back and refocus on rebuilding the terminal space so that those additional 30, 40 people, 40, 50 people, now have more hold room space, more concession space, more vertical circulation, elevators, escalators, more restrooms even, right? All those people want to use the restroom. Everybody wants to use the restroom when they get <laughs> off a flight, right? We take that very seriously. So you will see, you know, over the next several years, a pivot from, you know, more of that traditional, you know, outside the fence, you know, a landside construction is what we call it. And, and our airside construction and the airfield development has been great since we've did the fifth runway. We keep the planes on the ground and not out circling, you know, burning fuel. The airlines like it. But now we're kind of stuck in the middle. And, and, and Atlanta being such a developing and growing market, we're bringing uh, over 100,000 people, you know, almost 200,000 people in the door, you know, uh, every day. Yeah. And so... Where are these people going to go? They all need to get through security. They need to, of course, you know, enjoy themselves, prepare for a flight, whether it's in a hold room or whether it's in a lounge, right? And so, and everybody, again, everybody wants to use the restroom and get something to eat. That's the most popular thing. And so we will have a focus going forward on rebuilding the terminal, terminal redevelopment. Jalal, you're in this role two months, and it's amazing the goals and objectives you have. I, I said, like, I want to jump in, but you were, you were tremendously successful in the, the old role working in the city. So I know it's going to be a major success. I wish you all the best. For all those people listening, you know, we have over 50,000 listeners. Listen, if you're in the construction space, if you are in the engineering space, reach out to this man, Jalal Slade. He has a tremendous opportunity. You know, we have one of the largest economic growth platforms with Hartsfield. You know, I'll say it again, the greatest, the best, and most efficient airport in the world. And thank you for joining us today to kind of share where your, your vision is and where you're going. We're very honored to have you here today. Absolutely. So I'll tell everybody, go to next.atl.com to see what we have coming. And uh, of course, on the uh, ATL.com website, which is the Atlanta Airport website. You know, the faculty and staff and administration at the airport uh, are easy to find. So I thank you again for you guys' time, and hopefully we have enlightened some people on new business uh, opportunities await at Hartsville-Jackson Airport. We can't wait to see everybody come over. Thank you so All much right. for your time, Jalal. Thank you. Thank you.